Thanks for checking out sermons from Pleasant Valley Community Church. We hope these messages encourage, convict, and inspire you to love and follow Jesus more faithfully as we seek to saturate our city with the hope of the gospel. Our online resources are meant to serve you, but they aren't a replacement for the face-to-face relationships that we were built for. So we really hope that if you're in Owensboro, you'll join us in person on a Sunday morning. And if you live elsewhere, you'll find a local church in your community where you can put down roots and find family. For more resources and to give financially to support the missions and ministries of Pleasant Valley, find us on social media or visit our website at www.pleasantvalley.cc. Good morning. It's good to be with you guys. Good to be back in Owensboro. Um, Hey, I used to work with you. I didn't know you were here. All right. Um, So it's cool seeing people that I have not seen in a really long time. Um, Cool that we get to hang out with our family. So thank you guys for giving us that excuse as well. Um, Thank you all for your generosity in helping us plant New Circle. Um, we, will, we are planning our ninth birthday celebration for this September and already talking about 10 years next year. Um, so our church is, is doing well. Um, we're a healthy church, and a lot of that is um, from the contribution that you guys gave us to get started and through your friendship and relationship through the years. So thank you guys for that. I'm very appreciative. And I'm also appreciative of the chance to get to talk to you guys about wisdom. I think it is hilarious that while Jameis is gone, you all are having a series on wisdom because you couldn't do it while he was here. Um, <laughs> that's at least the way I'm taking that. And you guys can tell him I said that when you see him again. Um, but I don't know what your thoughts were when you hear about wisdom or if you saw the, the, the worship guide or bulletin that you guys have. It says the title for today is Lady Wisdom. Guys are like, finally, someone is going to explain women. And ladies are like, there's no way he knows. And you are correct. I do not know. Ladies are far too deep to comprehend. Um, So I do not come talking about that kind of lady wisdom today. This is lady wisdom. If you are of Mr. Rogers' um, uh, generation, Lady Aberlin. If you're not of Lady... Aberlin generation. Maybe you know Lady Mary, Downton Abbey, or if you're real modern, maybe Lady Danbury from Bridgerton. So whichever lady you know, this is how we're talking about this. So Lady Wisdom. So who is Lady Wisdom? Lady Wisdom is a character through the first nine chapters of Proverbs. There is the wise man, and there's Lady Wisdom. There is a foolish man, and there is uh, the foolish woman. And Lady Wisdom is, is a, a protagonist with the wise man in these chapters. But why Lady Wisdom? What is Lady Wisdom? So Lady Wisdom is the personification of the wisdom of God. Lady Wisdom is the personification of the wisdom of God. When I say personification, it's giving human attributes to something, something that is not human, all right? We do this all of the time. If you go outside and there's a storm. You say, I saw the lightning dance across the sky. Now, is the lightning dancing across the sky? No, but we do that to understand it. We personify it. Or the wind howled through the forest. It gives us a picture. It gives us something to imagine. It gives us something that we can hold on to that may be better than saying the wind blew through the the woods. Or my personal 
personification that happens to me more often than not. That last piece of chicken is calling my name. We use personification all the time. And the author of Hebrews felt that it would be advantageous to, as we are learning about wisdom, give us a personified version of God's wisdom through the character of Lady Wisdom. And so today, what we're going to do is talk about having a relationship with Lady Wisdom, talking with Lady Wisdom, walking with Lady Wisdom, getting to know Lady Wisdom, learning to listen to Lady Wisdom. So the question this morning is, do you know Lady Wisdom? If you do, what is your relationship like with her? And as to encapsulate the sermon today, Lady Wisdom invites us to know and experience life with God. Lady Wisdom invites us to know and experience life with God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that, um, that as you are so much greater and higher than we are, Lord, that you break things down and to enable us to be able to understand complexities that are higher and greater than, than we are. God, help us today to understand this personification of your wisdom. Help us to be able to imagine this and, and to, to, to be able to, to dialogue with this, this illustration. God, help us to be able to use this to consider our lives. May Jesus be glorified in this and may your spirit speak to our minds and our hearts and give us guidance and direction as we learn about wisdom. And it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. So today, as we talk about Lady Wisdom, use your imagination to think about her, to envision the wisdom of God as personified as Lady Wisdom. Because Lady Wisdom desires to be known by all. Lady Wisdom desires to be known by all. It says in Proverbs 8, 1 through 4, doesn't wisdom call out? Doesn't understanding make her voice heard? At the heights overlooking the road, at the crossroads, she takes her stand beside the gates leading into the city. At the main entrance, she cries out, people, I call out to you. My cry is to the children of Adam. And so Lady Wisdom has positioned herself in a higher place, on an elevated plane. She's standing at a crossroads where all these people coming into the city are at. She's standing at the city gates that everyone would enter through. That's the place where people gathered, the place decisions were made. If you were thinking about that in, in a modern context, it may be a town square or a city hall or the Owensboro, Friday after five. If, if, if you're imagining that in Friday after five, Lady Wisdom would have built herself a podium and would be standing up on that podium and inviting everyone that is there to know her and for her to know them. So that's the picture that we are getting of Lady Wisdom. She wants to be seen and she wants to be heard because she desires a relationship with anyone and everyone. It's our responsibility to respond. So how do you feel being invited to know Lady Wisdom? Honestly, some of us could feel very intimidated, kind of have Forrest Gump syndrome, like I'm not a smart man, I'm not a smart woman, I'm just a kid or I'm a teenager, like I'm not, I'm not worthy. Go all Wayne's world. Like 
Very few people probably know what that is. You can go on Netflix, it might be on there if they're still sending out copies of that movie. It's, it's not fine art, don't worry. It's funny, but it's not fine art. But oftentimes we feel intimidated by wisdom. We don't feel like we are intelligent enough or distinguished enough. We don't have enough buttons buttoned on our shirt to be distinguished enough to, to, to know Lady Wisdom. But listen to who Lady Wisdom invites to know her. Lady Wisdom invites you who are inexperienced and foolish. Inexperienced means immature, ignorant, not in the way of like being defaming of somebody ignorant, but just like you don't know things yet. You don't have an understanding yet. So she says, the inexperienced and the immature, I want to know you. I want to be in a relationship with you. And then the foolish, these are people who know better and who have not followed that guidance. These are people who have made poor decisions. It doesn't matter which group you are in. Lady Wisdom desires to know you. She is inviting you to come to her. So what happens within this relationship? Well, verse five says, learn to be shrewd, you who are inexperienced. Develop common sense, you who are foolish. Listen, for I speak of noble things, and what my lips say is right. For my mouth tells the truth, and wickedness is detestable to my lips. All the words from my mouth are righteous. None of them are deceptive or perverse. All of them are clear to the perceptive and right to those who discover knowledge. Accept my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and nothing desirable can equal it. Lady Wisdom in this relationship invites you to learn from her. Lady Wisdom invites you to learn from her. It says that she's going to teach you discernment. That's what is better meant by the word shrewd. All right, like we think of shrewd, we think of somebody who's like, like a miser with their money or really cutthroat in like business transactions. But, but that word is better translated as discernment and common sense where you go, you can't teach somebody common sense. You either got it or you don't. But that word better translated is judgment. And so Lady Wisdom teaches us how to discern things. Lady Wisdom helps us learn how to cast, like, like have judgment in what we should do or not do or things that we should follow and not follow. That's what Lady Wisdom teaches us. And I want us to consider, how do you learn the best? As you think back on your life, how have you learned? What have been some of the most impactful things to you? And probably our mind goes to a teacher or a mentor, somebody who we had in school or somebody who was a neighbor or a friend or a family member who taught us a lot. And we, we've learned a lot you know, through their teaching. We learn a lot through just spending time with them. And sometimes we learn a lot through walking through, through adverse times with them as well. So there was a person who, who taught me a lot in my life um, whenever I was in like fifth and sixth grade. This guy's name was Derwood Rafferty. I don't think you all would probably know who Derwood Rafferty is. He was cool. Uh, he's, he's passed away now. He like, you know, the ornery people live real, real long lives. He was in his 90s. He was super ornery, um, just like a, a stinker of an old man. But he was fan flippantastic. And when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, Durwood was like, you want to come help me raise pumpkins? 
And it wasn't like it was a whim that Durwood was doing this. If you ever drove between Owensboro and Calhoun back in the 90s, you would see hay bales organized and he would decorate them like they were worms. And he had this huge pumpkin patch on the side of 81 right near where I grew up at. And so Durwood would come pick me up after school and we would go and work in pumpkins. It was a little more difficult than I thought, but he taught me how to do it. And so the first year, it was just kind of picking up pumpkins and, and carrying things. And I'm like, this is, this is fine. The next year, it was ready. I was, like, I was like Mario Brothers level one, then I was like going to level two. And so I leveled up and he took me to a field that had just been planted with pumpkins. And he said, do you see all, do you see these lines? I said, yes. He said, all these are planted pumpkins. He said, but do you come look at this? And so like he showed me the pumpkins and their leaves and what the vines were supposed to look like in the blooms. And then he showed me this other plant right beside them that looked a lot like the pumpkins. And it's called a morning glory. You all probably fight these all summer in your yard. But the morning glory leaves look a lot like pumpkins and the vines are a little different and the blooms are different. But he said, what we do is we take the hoe and for people who don't know what that is, that's a big stick with like this little slanty thing that you chop dirt with. All right, just to, just to break it down so everybody understands. So you would go and you would go to the pumpkin plant and you would take the, the tool and you would remove all of the weeds around this pumpkin plant so this pumpkin plant could grow. Big, big pumpkins for people to cook and, and decorate and stuff with in the fall. So Derwood said, we're gonna do the first few together. And so we'd go in there and he'd go, what are you gonna do? And I'd say, I'm gonna chop this out. I'm gonna do this. And he would redirect or he would affirm. And so I would go and I was cleaning out those plants. And he said, all right, now you're gonna go really slow, but that's all right. Just do a good job. I'm gonna go over here. And so I go through there and I'm like working and I'm making my way. And Derwood's like flying up and down the rows like a NASCAR driver. I mean, he's moving. I get finished and I'm like, Durwood, I'm done. And he said, well, let's see how you did. And he was an older guy even at that time. And so he slow moving all over the blue pantsuit like a farmer would wear. And he gets to me and he looks at the row and he looks at me and I'm going, man, he just, the pride must just be overwhelming in him over how good of a job I did here. And he looks at the row and he looks at me and he said, son, you did a fine job of chopping out all my pumpkins and leaving all the morning glories. And I was like, dang. He said, but guess what we get to do now? I said, what? He said, you get to plant pumpkins. So I chopped out all the morning glories, helped plant more pumpkins. But he was very patient with me. And he was very kind to me. And he walked along with me. He was like, over, uh, over time, I worked with him for years, like a functional grandfather to me. And I learned good things from Durwood. I have morning, we have morning glories planted outside of our house that grow up this, this road sign in front of our house. It says it's a no parking sign that people disregard most of the time, but we decorate it with morning glories. And a lot of times when I look at those morning glories, I think about Durwood and that pumpkin patch. But the things that guy did in my life taught me a lot more than just about pumpkins. He taught me a lot of things that I can't even talk about from here that I may be able to, jokes I may be able to tell you when I'm not, in front of a lot of people with a microphone on my face. So there was good and bad that Durwood taught me, but, but he greatly impacted my life. And I am a wiser person because of him. But that came with time. 
that came with relationship and that came with patience. He helped me to discern and judge morning glory, pumpkin, but helped me to learn discernment and judgment in my life as well. And while Durwood was patient and good to me, Lady Wisdom is more patient and Lady Wisdom is more good and Lady Wisdom is more knowledgeable. The relationship with Lady Wisdom is of the utmost importance. That process, that time, that learning. Here's what it said in Proverbs 3 about Lady Wisdom. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her and those who hold on to her are happy. Are happy. Like we can learn from her and trust her because her teachings are true. We can learn from her and understand because her teaching and guidance is clear. We can value God's wisdom shown to us through lady wisdom, and it is more precious than jewels. It is more precious than treasure. Is your relationship with lady wisdom like that? This time, this process, something that you value, something that you cherish, something that gives you happiness and joy. How are you growing and learning and being impacted by Lady Wisdom? But don't be fooled by the name. Right? Lady Wisdom's a boss, right? She is powerful. Lady Wisdom is powerful. In verses 15 and 16, it says, it is by me that kings reign and rulers enact just law. By me, princes lead as do nobles and all righteous judges. So if we ever have a president or a governor or a mayor, anywhere, a prime minister throughout the world that passes good laws, equitable laws that lead to human flourishing, that is through the work of Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom is active in our world today. If you have a judge who hears a case and judges justly, that is Lady Wisdom at work. As you watch Judge Judy at five o'clock in the afternoon, and you see her pass the right thing, which I don't know if she does wrong either, but you know, as you watch her pass her verdict, if she judges justly, that is through Lady Wisdom. So Lady Wisdom is active in our world today, still doing good by people who know her or those who don't know her. But it's not just now. Lady Wisdom helped brought, bring order, helped to bring order in creation. In verses 27 through 31, she says, I was there when he established the heavens, when God designed everything. I was there when he established the heavens, when he laid out the horizon on the surface of the ocean, when he placed the skies above, when the fountains of the ocean gushed out, when he set a limit for the sea so that the waters could not violate his command, and when he laid out the foundations of the earth. I was a skilled craftsman beside him. I was his delight every day, always rejoicing before him. And I was rejoicing in his inhabited world, delighting in the children of Adam. So Lady Wisdom says, hey, I'm working in the world now, but I was there when it all happened. And I was working beside God like a skilled craftsman. And God was delighting in me. And he was like joyful to watch me delight in creation to delight in the children of Adam, which are the people of the world. Lady Wisdom was seeing these things and she's 
covering her mouth. God, are are you serious? This this is awesome. This is beautiful. And God, with Lady Wisdom, yes, this is what I'm doing. It's so good. It's like a personification of Genesis 1 where God created and said it was good. That the, the author of Proverbs is working out here. That God delighted in Lady Wisdom and she delighted in creation. She worked then and she's still working now. And that lady wisdom powerfully teaches and imparts the wisdom of God to people. So what does it look like to have that wisdom imparted to us? What does it look like to grow in that wisdom? Eugene Peterson wrote that wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. This means that in every situation that we face, Lady Wisdom is there with us. That Lady Wisdom gives us guidance. That Lady Wisdom whispers what we should do and helps our decisions, helps us discern and helps us to judge. As we think through things like, how do we honor our parents? Which the kids in here could go, that's really hard. Trust me, I remember. How do we honor our parents? How do we live at peace with other people? Because there are some people, it is really hard to live at peace with. Don't point, don't do that. Then it's just gonna get even worse. But it's hard to live at peace with people, but we need wisdom for this. How do we eat well? How do we drink wisely? How do we use our sexual lives in ways to bring health and flourishing, use all these things for the glory of God? That takes judgment and discernment and that comes through wisdom. How do we use our time? How do we use our resources? How do we use our money? How do we evaluate the people and the media and the authors, the things that we take in to influence our minds and our decisions? That takes wisdom. (coughs) Wisdom should guide all of those things. So no matter the situation, God guides. Jesus said in John 16, 13, that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That the Holy Spirit who is with us will guide us. That is why it is vital that we have a relationship with Lady Wisdom. It is vital that we have a relationship with Lady Wisdom. You see, sometimes wisdom will guide us one way and at other times it's gonna guide us another. At some times, making the exact same decision that we made before would actually not be a wise thing depending on the people or the situation that we are in. You may have the freedom in Christ to drink alcohol, but let's say that you're around someone who who struggles with alcohol. It would probably not be a wise thing for you to drink alcohol in their presence or with them it would be a wise thing for you to restrain that freedom and not drink it in their presence. If you're with somebody who detests eating meat, and and Paul kind of lays this out in, in, in the New Testament as well, like people didn't eat meat because of like religious reasons. You shouldn't bring bacon to their house. That's probably not like, hey, I brought the, stopped at the butcher and brought the finest meat and they've got a salad buffet laid out for you. Probably not wise. But does that mean that it is not, that it is unwise to not partake in a great T-bone steak sometimes? No, we can do that. 
but wisdom will lead us in different ways at different times. The thing that can be right for someone could be wrong for you. The thing that could be wrong for them could be right for you. We try to paint things with a broad brush and make it all just easy to make sense. But God deals with us each individually. Lady Wisdom walks with each of us and it is vital that we listen to her guidance, that we know her, that we have that relationship with her. You see, scripture teaches us a great deal. And as you guys walk through Proverbs, you're going to be learning a lot of the principles of wisdom that were passed down through history. But scripture can give us guiding principles, but scripture does not necessarily speak to every decision that you are faced with. Because decisions can be really, really hard. And you may go, not for me. I'm a decision maker. Well, you are until somebody asks you, where do you want to eat? You ever had a group of people try to decide on where to eat at? That's ridiculous. Whoops, the whole thing just moved. Or if you're that person who goes, well, I don't, I don't worry about that because I just tell everybody what, what we're gonna do. You need to go back to that part on peacemaking that I talked about earlier. <laughs> decisions are difficult. And we will all face decisions in our lives that are bigger and higher and greater and more complex than we can understand. That's why we need lady wisdom. That's why we need to know her and walk with her and commune with her. That's why we need to be able to listen to her, to feel her guidance, and to respond in the way that she is guiding us. And sometimes there may be big ways. I struggle with decisions. I remember one time my wife was talking to me about a decision I was facing. And, and she was like, listen, God's not gonna pop up a billboard for you. And I was like, I would really like it if he would. I would like a billboard saying, this is what you should do. How nice, yeah, here's your sign, there you go. How nice would that be that every decision we faced, here's what you do. Now, I'm not gonna say that God may not mystically pop up a billboard for you sometime. That would be super cool. I would like that, but that is usually or probably not gonna happen. But that is why it's important for us to know Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom is powerful. She empowers us in those decisions. She helps us have confidence in those decisions. And think about actually making decisions with empowerment and confidence. Because a lot of times decisions terrify us. And we, we go, do I do this or do I not do this? And if I do this, will God still love me? Or will God still care for me? Or will God let me fall? Or all these, like we just get into this this. this like bad place in our minds and in our hearts. But by walking with Lady Wisdom and seeking to walk with her, we're not gonna do it all perfect. We are empowered, we have confidence, and that leads to freedom. That leads to freedom. Like that sounds like something that I would like to experience and Lady Wisdom enables us to experience that, a full life with God now. Lady Wisdom enables us to experience a full life with God now. Think about Genesis 1 again. Genesis, actually, I don't know if this is 1 or 2, somewhere at the beginning of Genesis, but like Adam and Eve are chilling with God. They're walking with him in the garden. They're talking with him. They're, you know, just hanging out. And then sin enters the world and it all gets jacked up. 
But that relationship we should desire to have with Lady Wisdom and the relationship God desires to have with us through Lady Wisdom is like that where they're walking together and talking together. That is experiencing the full life of God now on this earth where we are freed of fear and we can follow God. Peterson wrote, life isn't at its essence an awful problem to be solved but a playful adventure to be lived. The task of the gospel isn't to burden us with guilt, but to free us with grace. I'm gonna read that one more time just to kind of lock it in for us this morning. Life isn't at its essence an awful problem to be solved, but a playful adventure to be lived. The task of the gospel isn't to burden us with guilt, but to free us with grace. Lady Wisdom says delighted in what God was doing. And God rejoiced. And, and the, even the, 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 the words that were used was almost like a playful relationship. That's the relationship that we should have with Lady Wisdom. That's the relationship that we are invited to with God. God is inviting you into that relationship this morning. And that relationship comes through his son, Jesus Christ. Believing that he was God's son. Believing that he died and resurrected from the dead and is alive now and is coming once again. That relationship with Lady Wisdom, that relationship with God's wisdom, with God, is only found through faith and trust in Jesus and listen to how Paul defines Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 1.24, he says that Jesus is the power of God and what? The wisdom of God. So we talk about lady wisdom this entire time and how she was the personification of the wisdom of God so that we could imagine being in relationship and learning and walking and talking and knowing and being known by lady wisdom. And Paul goes, guys, it gets better because wisdom did manifest itself. Wisdom was born and wisdom lived and walked and taught and healed and brought flourishing and reconciliation and healing in the person of Jesus Christ. And so as we've been talking about Lady Wisdom, I want you to consider all the things we were talking about Lady Wisdom walking with Lady Wisdom, talking with Lady Wisdom, listening to Lady Wisdom. Do that with Jesus. Do that with Jesus. Go on a walk and just talk to Jesus. Back in the day, somebody would have called somebody if they saw you doing that, but now with AirPods, nobody knows. So even if you don't have anything on, stick in your AirPods and just talk the whole time. They ain't gonna think you're crazy. They're gonna think you're technological. Go on a walk and don't say a word, but just listen. Before you leave, go, Father, speak to me and give me guidance on this thing that is coming up in my life. Because God knows, God sees you, and God cares about you. He is gracious. Do you imagine communing with Lady Wisdom? Commune with Jesus. You won't always listen to the guidance, 
You're gonna get things wrong, but Jesus loves you. Jesus is not here. He said he did not come in John 3, uh, 17. He didn't come to condemn the world, but to give the world life and life in abundance. We are so scared sometimes, and God doesn't want us to be scared. He wants us to live free. He wants us to live joyfully, desiring a relationship with him. So we're gonna mess up. He already knows that, and he loves you despite that. You will not always act in wisdom, and some of the decisions that you make are going to screw other things up, and it's gonna bring disorder, and it's gonna bring chaos. God still loves you despite that. And God can use those situations to even, he can bring good out of those things. Our God is a God who redeems. He can redeem that to where you learn and others learn, and then God is glorified and others are pointed to him through this. You see, we oftentimes feel like, well, that's not fair because I should bear the burdens of my repercussions. I should face this. God is merciful. And sometimes we will face those repercussions and at other times we won't. And it's just his good grace that he's showing and extending to you. So have you accepted God's invitation to his wisdom? How are you seeking to learn and grow in the wisdom of God? And if you have a huge decision that lays in front of you, something that is waking you up at 2.30 in the morning, and keeping you up till 3.30. Will you trust God with that decision? Will you take that to him? May you see that 2.30 wake-up call as an invitation from Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom kind of waking you up. You're gonna go, I thought Lady Wisdom, I thought that was anxiety. It probably is anxiety, but take it as Lady Wisdom. And just talk to God. Just ask for his help. Our Father is a good, sweet, and loving Father who cares for his children. He cares for you. He can handle your junk. We need to trust him with it. I'm gonna give you guys a few minutes just to reflect on this, a few minutes to consider these things. And then I'm gonna read the last part of Proverbs as the band comes. <laughs> Lady Wisdom said, and now sons, listen to me. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen to instructions and be wise, don't ignore it. Anyone who listens to me is happy. Watching at my doors every day, waiting by the post of my doorway, for the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But the one who misses me harms himself and all who hate me love death. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you love us in incredibly profound ways. God, thank you that as you are incredibly profound and so much greater and higher than we can even imagine, that you help 
personify yourself through these ideas like Lady Wisdom to help us to reflect and, and learn and grow. And thank you that in your grace, you manifested your wisdom, that you came, that you actually came to this earth, that you lived here, that you breathed here, that you ministered here, that you sacrificed your life in order to bring us into relationship with you, that you rose from the dead in order to redeem us and secure that relationship. God, today, may we accept the invitation to learn from Lady Wisdom. May we seek to walk and commune with your wisdom. And God, may you help us make decisions that are guided by your wisdom, that are guided by your spirit, that are through your, that is through your truth so that Jesus may be glorified and honored and so that we may live a playful, joyful life with you, our Father, and desire nothing else more than you, but know that you are more precious than jewels. May we treasure you, Father. God, speak to our hearts as we need to be spoken to and guide us in the ways that we need to be guided. And Lord, may we flourish in our relationship with with your wisdom. It's in Christ's name that we ask this. Amen. So today there's a time of response. You can come today and, and receive prayer. You can come today if you have questions. There's a ministry team here to serve you at Pleasant Valley. So if you're a part of that ministry team, you can go ahead and move to your, your places. Um, there'll be men and women down here to my right and to my left. Um, there'll be folks at the exit doors and they would love to pray for you, talk with you. They have on Navy lanyards that say, how can I pray for you? And so if you feel so led through this time and through this singing, go talk with someone and pray with them. I'll be down here at the front to, willing to talk with you and pray with you as well. But let's stand as we sing. Let's rejoice in Jesus and thank him for all that he does. Thanks for checking out sermons from Pleasant Valley Community Church. For more resources and to give financially to support the missions and ministries of Pleasant Valley, find us on social media or visit our website at www.pleasantvalley.cc.